Welcome to The Bill Walton Show, featuring conversations with leaders, entrepreneurs, artists and thinkers. Fresh perspectives on money, culture, politics and human flourishing. Interesting people, interesting things. Welcome back. Uh, I have a special show today. As you know, I normally don't get into day-to-day politics on this show, but what we're seeing with the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation circus uh, has caused me to change my thinking about not getting in. Something needs to be said and needs to be said by a lot of people because we're witnessing now a kind of McCarthyism from the left. I mean, it brings up images of Joe Stalin's uh, show trials and, and terror in the Soviet Union. I mean, you've got U.S. senators saying basically that men should just shut up and that uh, uh, men should basically confess to any crime uh, that any woman accuses them of without a shred of evidence. Uh, we do have something in this country called due process. We've got a rule of law, and we're looking at that completely trampled as a part of this, uh, this Kavanaugh thing. We know that Kavanaugh is extremely threatening to the left, but we're seeing a process that, uh, that talk about Trotsky, this, these, uh, these ends are justifying any means, and any means are risk running, uh, ru- ruining our country and ruining, ruining people's lives. Uh, with me to talk about this and to talk about the, the structure of, what they're, of what's happening with, with Brent uh, is Stella Mortobello, Morabito, sorry, uh, who writes for The Federalist and can be found at The Federalist, uh, the Federalist slash Stella Morabito, one word, uh, dot com. And uh, she's written just this week about uh, something called the ritual defini- defamation of Brett Kavanaugh and why it threatens every American. Stella, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell yes, us about, is- tell us about this. You've, this is a, I think this is the best sort of uh, structured uh, presentation of what we're seeing uh, that I've seen yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's, what's happening is really kind of a microcosm of uh, something much bigger, which uh, I think is, as you said, the threat to the, the basic foundations of uh, freedom. Uh, that would be uh, due process, uh, presumption of innocence. Uh, you know, all of these things are being um, made a mockery of by those who, you know, whose primary interest is power. And uh, as Lindsey Graham said, I hope you never get it because, uh, you know, what's at stake yeah. is far more than just, you know, the man Brett Kavanaugh. It's, it's you know, all the foundations that our system is based on. So the, the, the ritual defamation, ritual means a, something that happens regardless of content and defamation. We all know what that is. There was an essay that you write about uh, 1990 by Laird Wilcox, who was a libertarian mm-hmm. activist in Kansas, who outlined what was happening. And it, it's, it's, it's sort of similar but different from the Saul Alinsky playbook, The Rules for Radicals. Mm-hmm. Could you walk through what ritual definition is and, and, um, and uh, what, what the elements are? Well, I think what Laird Wilcox did was, uh, you know, a real public service because he, he basically identified um, you know, the ritualistic nature, the patterns of tyranny that you find within uh, that practice 
of ritual defamation. It's ritualistic because it follows a pattern, uh, the Alinsky pattern, as you mentioned, which is really to personalize and then polarize and freeze the target so that yeah. the target can be taken down. And if, in this case, it's Brett Kavanaugh, but what he really stands for is the primary target. And what he stands for is uh, basically a reverence for the Constitution and um, our individual rights as citizens and um, of a free uh, nation. And, and, and these are rights that are really written on our hearts. They're not, you know, they're inalienable because they are uh, something that we, we all know that human beings are, are due. Well, and, and, and Bill McGurn writes about it in today's journal that it's essentially, this is essentially, it's, it's about the Constitution. It's also about Roe v. Wade. And, oh, yes. Uh, they're, they're, you know, I think uh, uh, Senator Feinstein has, tweet, Feinstein has tweeted that because of uh, he won't take a position against or uh, for Roe v. Wade, he has to be stopped. So it's not about a lot of things. It's about that one thing, I think. Uh, when he... Yep. You know, you, you point out uh, in ritual defamation, the victim must have violated a particular t taboo in some way, usually by expressing or identifying with a forbidden attitude, opinion, or belief. Well, I think we've talked about it. The forbidden mm -hmm. belief is belief in the Constitution. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, and, and also the fact that he's a devout uh, Christian. Um, and And that, of course, is utterly taboo when when you are you know considering the views of the the far left that has really taken over the democrat party um and uh roe v wade is definitely an issue for them but i think that it's um that's kind of as i said in my piece sort of the tip of the iceberg i mean they know darn well that even if roe v wade was overturned abortion would be legal in practically every state or would remain that way it would be up to the states anyway. I, I think that's an important point the states have already enshrined these rights in most places and so the the, the threat is more um, abstract than real well it, well and and yet uh, it's abstract in the sense that we don't necessarily see it. We just think Roe v. Wade, but um, it, it's a kind of a, a respect for life that kind of goes against the sort of uh, world they want to build, which is this sort of, I think, you know, uh, they, 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 they keep having this urge towards utopia and, uh, and really it's a dystopia in which you get power by, you know, all, uh, oligarchy. I mean, you know, you get that all socialism really is, in my view, is too much power in the hands of too few people. And that's what they want. They, they, they have always been working towards that. So you basically get government by click, you know, by bureaucratic click that's run by, well, if you look at the, the history of uh, communism in Soviet Russia, you know, you have this little, this little power click the, the you know the the politburo and and there's always power struggles and but there's always someone who ends up on top and uh and in the worst case um you had stalin's reign of terror that kind of came out of this that's one thing that's so so terrifying about um, normalizing the practice of ritual defamation is yeah. that it's always a precursor to terror, to, uh, utopia, you know, the forcing of these utopian ideas too, which is what they would claim, you know, equality, justice and all that without any 
balance of power, checks on power. Uh, same thing. Well, and if that happens, I did a show this recently on China and learned that uh, China is about to, they're on the verge of having 600 million cameras installed around the country. Oh. And uh, their facial recognition software is such that they believe within a year or two they could, they could personally identify all 1.3 billion people in China within mm -hmm. one second, within one second. So uh, it's, yeah. I don't know if that's apocryphal or real, but there's some very smart people who know a lot about technology to believe that's real. So if you get power centralized anywhere, all those tools can be used. Now, coming back to Kavanaugh, though, and the ritual defamation part of this, it's important not to make it about issues. It's important to make it about character assassination. I mean, mm -hmm. character assassination is the primary tool. And you really want to dehumanize the person mm -hmm. and make them a symbol of something rather than the person themselves, which is why uh, um, I think we're seeing what we're seeing, that he's, he's a killer. I mean, I, how else has he been characterized? He's a killer. He's a rapist. Uh, mm -hmm. and all these labels stick, and we lose the man in the labels. True? Right. Oh, who is the man in the label? We lose who the man really oh, is oh, behind. Lose, yes, but when yeah. we label somebody, they're no longer mm -hmm. human. They're just that. Uh... That's right. And, and, when you, and when you look at how the reign of terror operated in, say, Stalin's Soviet Union, or, you know, I mean, the 20th century is filled with examples. I mean, you had the Cultural Revolution in China, you know, the, the casualty number there was like 70 million, uh, you know, the, in Russia was like uh, 20 some million, uh, you know, there's over 100 million victims of communism. Um, and, uh, and, you know, you came Rouge, it goes on today, Venezuela. I mean, it, it's, it, it's basically people living under a reign of, of, of terror. Now, see, I'm rambling here, but I, I, I really want to, you know, get back to the point that character assassination and the dehumanization of the target, aside from, you know, the, uh, Alinsky just basically, uh, you know, put together the playbook, which has been used by every dictator through the millennia. I mean, this is not uh, anything new. This is ancient, really, this practice. And so when you dehumanize it in the you know, Soviet Union, it was to refer to someone as a non-person. I mean, that, that is the ultimate dehumanization. But, uh, and, and, you know, it can lead to some really nasty stuff, as, as, as we've seen. And, of course, I, I shouldn't leave out, uh, you know, Nazi Germany. It, it's, it's, um, it doesn't, uh, if, if left to its own devices, this sort of practice takes us down some very dangerous and terrifying roads. So let, let me re, let me do a, a mid mid show commercial here. Once again, your essay can be found on this this uh, most recent uh, Federalist uh, website, and it's published under the name of uh, "What the Senate's Ritual Defamation of Brett Kavanaugh Threatens Every American." Why it threatens and. Uh, I highly recommend people listening to this. If you're listening to this, uh, go online and uh, and uh, and uh, read along or, or read it afterwards. And also, the essay that she writes about was by Laird Wilcox. It's called "The Practice of Ritual Defamation," and that was published in 1990. And that can be found on the Social Contract website. I highly recommend that for people who want, want to understand the playbook to, uh, to to dig into to these writings. The other one aspect of ritual defamation is it's not just uh, the victim, but it's got to include family and friends. And mm -hmm. especially if the victim has school children, taunted, ridiculed as a consequence of adverse publicity. I mean, this is this is the playbook. This is what we're this is what we're seeing now. I mean, it's uh, 
It, it, and, and it's having the purpose, an intended purpose, of causing everybody who wants to enter the public square to think twice about it. Because if it can exactly. happen to Kavanaugh, it can happen to you. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, uh, so, tainting... So, let me keep talking. We may have lost our audio here a little huh. bit while we work to get Stella's audio set up. Um, let me see if we're there. Could you... Uh, uh, yeah, you sound uh, great. Keep so going. Yeah, talk about okay. the family. Let, let's let's let, let, let's right. start back to 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 the kids. What it would it yes. be like to be a person in the public square, whether you're on the left or the right, that because you've taken a taboo position, your entire being, your entire family, everything you counted on for social support is ripped from you. Exactly. It's all about isolating the individual. It's all about um, you know demoralization and breaking down all of your relationships uh, through this imposed guilt by association. And they want everybody, not just who might be positively identified with uh, Brett Kavanaugh to distance themselves, and this is a very typical uh, totalitarian tactic, um, but, but they want everybody to distance themselves from any attitude or idea or belief that he would have so that that's really the kind of transformation uh that they yeah. seem to be looking for and uh and so yeah i mean it's horrible i mean you know the, uh, to break them down so that if say their children or uh, you know trusted friends are going to suffer um it, it's it's standard um and do you, pretty disgraceful practice. do you think do you think they're, they were surprised by the ferocity of his self-defense I think actually, I think they were, and yeah. oh, thank God he did not step down because if he had, well, not only would that have been really bad for you know his own legacy, but but in the much wider, uh, you know, much broader uh, uh, perspective, it, it would have uh, you know really, as he said, prevent other people from entering the public square. I mean, because a lot of people just honestly, you know, can't manage that kind of pressure. And uh, so it does take leadership. It takes leaders who are willing to stand up uh, to smear campaigns um, and, and just not back down. Well, and, and, uh, then, and then, they, then they shifted, because of the vigorous defense of himself, they shifted their guns to say, well, look, he's a really tough guy. He couldn't, he's not being judicial. Oh, there you <laughs> he go. Doesn't yeah. have no, the it, it's always going to be something. It doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, you could be, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter um, to them. Uh, if, 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 for example, he was the kind of guy that, would be willing to rewrite the Constitution in accordance with the way they want it rewritten, which is basically to abolish um, individual rights. Due process. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, they'd be fine. They'd nominate, they, they, would, uh, they would confirm him. They wouldn't have a problem uh, if they felt confident that he was gonna be like another Anthony Kennedy or whatever, uh, or David Souter. Um, but uh, well, he did. He, he did. Wasn't. He did work for Kennedy, so it's. Uh, you know, That's I've, true. I never That's thought true. that Kavanaugh was going to be that ferocious. I didn't see him stepping into the Antonio Scalia shoes at all. I thought he'd be pretty moderate. I, I think he more. I think he more reminds me of John Roberts than he does uh, uh, Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Well, um, you know, he got a taste of what they. You know what what 
what's at stake, what is really at stake, uh, not just for him personally, but for, you know, for the nation. What, what, what do you think of the accuser? What do you, what, what do you, do you have a, what do you think? I personally, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's totally, I mean, it's obviously totally politicized. I, you know, I suspect she was uh, recruited uh, and probably willingly because her uh, political background is uh, definitely in line with the left. Um, so what do I think of her? I did, you know, personally, I did not watch her testimony. Uh, I have gotten to the point where I, you know, there's certain things I can't all, you know, stomach. And uh, I, I didn't want to watch the smear. Uh, but um, so I can't really speak for, you know, how everybody talks about how credible she was. You know, we can, you know, there's a whole other kind of social psychology uh, aspect that we could delve into if we had ours. But it, people can truly believe things that didn't happen. I mean, we are living kind of, you know, through technology and everything in a, in a, in a sort of quasi-reality a lot of times. And so, uh, you know, she, she could believe, she could have dreamt it. I have no idea. Yeah. Hallucinated. People see things that aren't there. And unless you have a society in which we, is open and free, where you have freedom of expression, it gets harder and harder to verify reality. So that's another issue. I'm, you know, kind of uh, going off on a tangent there, but that's something we need to remember. So what do I think of her? I'm not quite sure. What, what, what do you mean it's harder to verify reality? That's interesting. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I wrote an article for the Federalist a few years ago called, uh, let's see, what was the headline they put on it? How to Escape the Age of Mass Delusion. And it was read on the air by Rush Limbaugh for like two hours, and he discussed it. Uh, this was in 2015. And in that article, I discussed a book uh, written 60 years ago by a Dutch psychiatrist named Juice Mirlu, and the name of the book was The Rape of the Mind. Mm -hmm. And it, it basically uh, discussed that very thing, that if you don't have freedom of expression in a society, and he, he interviewed a lot of like Nazi officers after the fall of the Third Reich, um, he, uh, you know, he said that you, if you can't verify reality, if you can't say, oh, did you see that? Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. If you, if you live in a society which um, doesn't really allow for that because of, of uh, repression of speech, you get closer and closer to um, a kind of a, a, a mass delusion. Seems like that social media, the internet, has is, is, is aided and abetted that because everybody's operating oh, yes. with their own set of facts, their own set of friends. Mm -hmm. uh, That's right. You know, I had Darnell Kling on a few shows ago who wrote about the three languages of politics, and it really means the three moralities. And conservative, libertarian, progressive all live in separate moral universes. And they're not, now I'm, I'm forced to live in the progressive universe because I live in the D.C. area where 97 mm -hmm. percent of the people did not vote for Donald Trump. So mm -hmm. uh, I know what their moral universe is about, and they only talk to each other. And so mm -hmm. the idea that she could have gotten caught up, uh, Ford could have get gotten caught up in uh, in this separate reality, uh, you know, exactly. in, in watching as you, it's, I think she believes what she's saying now. Now, Scott Adams, a cartoonist, has got a tweet out there about self-hypnosis. Have you seen that? Well, you know, I thought he would come up with that after I found out about the paper that she co-authored that had to do with self-hypnosis in which you can actually um, uh, 
bring about artificial memories uh, as well as dredge up memories. Um, and but I didn't see what Scott Adams wrote uh, about that. But I know that he's an expert on hypnosis. So I, I think he, I don't think anybody's. I don't think he's accused of that. He says he's bringing it up as a possibility because all of us that are mystified by this about if, if nobody around her at the time, and, and I know her family from here in Washington, if nobody can, can corroborate this, uh, even if it's 36 years later, uh, you know, what are we dealing with? And, and I want to circle back to your conclusion of what kind of country we'd have if anybody could accuse Oh, no. If any woman could accuse a man of anything with no evidence, what, tell me about what kind of country we would have. Oh, well, we, the trajectory is, um, you know, what you saw in, uh, you know, uh, Soviet Russia. I mean, Stalin's yeah. Russia. I mean, that's a trajectory. That's the worst case scenario. But that's the path that that puts us on. And we better turn around and, uh, you know, do some self-correcting here if we want to live in a country that respects individual rights and uh, responsibilities. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, by the way, I just want to clarify that if people want to see this, the, the, the article, it would be under thefederalist.com slash author slash Stella Morabito, one word. That's probably the quickest way to come up with this if, if you, you know, want to want to find it. Well, most of my listeners would be inclined to be supporting Brett Kavanaugh, this, but not all. I mean, I've got some that are on the other side and I would remind my friends on the other side that what comes around goes around or what goes around comes around and that mm -hmm. these processes that we're seeing can be used to destroy anyone. And. You know, you have the instance of the French Revolution where the, the aristocrats piled on with the uh, revolutionaries because they thought that it was going to buy them favor with the, with mm -hmm. the next regime, and uh, it bought them uh, a trip to the guillotine. There you go. Now, that, that, that's basically where these kinds of things end up. I mean, people think that they can buy themselves a little favor, and it, it, it just never works that way. Well, Stella, thank you very much. This has been incredibly interesting and useful, and I hope it lays out for us what the issues are in this uh, Kavanaugh hearing. And uh, stay tuned to the next uh, episode and uh, um, look forward to chatting with, uh, with other things. And Stella, I hope we'll have you back sometime soon, Next, uh, your next essay. Oh, thank you very much. Enjoyed it. Great. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Want more? Be sure to subscribe at thebillwaltonshow.com or on iTunes. Amazon is hiring near you. Earn a competitive wage and start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Health and safety are a top priority with all of our roles and sites, and Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.